You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Woodhouse offers confidence as your trusted auto partner. With 18 brands and 16 convenient full-service dealerships, you can easily shop the latest models, discover a pre-owned vehicle that meets your list of must-haves, or conveniently maintain your current vehicle. And our knowledgeable and local team is ready to help. Providing you the solutions to get you on the road faster, whether online at woodhouse.com or in person. Experience the difference with Woodhouse, a trusted auto partner since 1975. I truly believe the world would be a better place if people thought about what they were thankful for with more consistency and really just reflected more. Because then you can appreciate how far you've come and all the work you've put in and you really start to realize that you've made a lot of progress and you're actually doing pretty well in life. You are now tuned in to the Personal Branding Playbook. This is the only show for experts and influencers to build their personal brand so they can make money online and impact the world in a positive way. In this show, you'll hear a ton of solo episodes from me, your host, Coach Chris, but also from top millionaires across different industries and markets in the world. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing. What's good, people? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Personal Branding Playbook. I'm your host, Coach Chris. You can find me on Twitter at the Coach Chris underscore. Now, I wanted to do this episode about what I'm thankful for to kind of just, you know, do like a special Thanksgiving episode. It's going to be one of my, you know, traditions going forward. Something I've done in the past, too. And I just I like doing it. So I know people say you shouldn't put out content during the holiday season, but I don't really care. I do what I want to do over here. And if you're listening to this, thank you. I appreciate you for being here. And let's get into it. The first thing I want to say I'm really thankful for is the pain, you know, and I know people love to say that you don't have to go through pain or trauma to kind of be successful or grow all of that stuff, which is fine. I agree. But what I can say is all the pain and trauma I experienced actually made me better and it helped me grow up. I'm super thankful that I experienced a lot of frustration and bad decisions and, you know, horrible consequences at a very early age. You know, I'm really thankful that happened when I was very, very young, man, because honestly, I see people now that are my age and they're just now going through things that I experienced when I was 19 or 24. And it's kind of like. I'm not judging him or anything. I'm just saying I'm glad I went through that at a young age because I feel seasoned, you know, I'll be turning 30 on January 4th. And when I think back into, you know, my late teens, my entire twenties, all I did was put in work. I made mistakes. I took chances and I, I truly believe it helped me. I truly believe that it helped me because I experienced so much of life that I've already made a lot of mistakes, so I know going forward, the mistakes won't happen again because I've experienced it already. You know, when you go through something, you know, yes, it could happen again. But if you learn your lesson, when it's happening again, you're going to see it 
and hopefully you can prevent it. And if not, at the very least, you'll be prepared for it, you know, and that's really what it is for me in most of my life. Honestly, my biggest failure, I would say, was when I was in college and anybody that's been to a junior college, you know how tough junior college is overall. Anybody that's played a sport at junior college, you know that JC grind is different. It's a different culture, you know, because either there are really two sides of junior college. You got one side where, where, where you're like flown out, you go to campus and you live there and you're going to the junior college or you live at home and you're just driving down the street. You're still around your high school friends. You're still in the same neighborhood. You go to the same movie theater, the same mall. You're, you don't really feel like you're in college that much, right? That junior college grind was one of the hardest things I've ever done. Um, but while I was there, I had two jobs. I was still working. You know, I was a uh, dad as well. Um, I had like a 3.2 GPA classes. School's never hard. All while I'm playing basketball, too. So I'm doing everything all at the same time, putting in the work. Um, when it came time for me to transfer, you know, my second year, I got my credits right. Now I started, you know, sending out film and stuff and connecting with coaches. And I got some scholarships, you know, so I wasn't paying out of pocket for a lot. And it was amazing for me because I actually was able to transfer, you know, to a college in Portland. And th- that was great for me. Um, I-, I felt like I had done it right. I felt like all my work was paying off. You know, I still remember getting to college that first day. You know, I took the train from I was staying in Washington for the summer and I took the train from Washington down to Portland and just getting there. I was like, man, I made it. I'm in college now. I'm at the big sky, at the big school and did all the work already. Like now I could just, you know, really thrive. And I, I remember talking to the uh, athletic director there and, you know, they just explained to me, hey, you don't have this one specific math class. It was one class. I miss one class and I had a math class. I just didn't have the right math class for them because they were going from NAIA to a division two school. And it was just the most frustrating thing in the world because I've done all that work for years. It's been two years, me putting in work, man, I was like grinding and they're telling me, well, you know, you can't play this year. You have to sit out and do these classes and make sure you're ready for next year. And I'm just like, at that point I was really fed up. Um, and, and but that was devastating. That was painful. That was one of the most painful things I have ever gone through. And not being able to play that year for the first week after I got that news, it kind of was just hard. Like I was in my apartment a lot. I didn't really leave except to eat. I wasn't talking to me. I already didn't know anybody on campus. I just was shut down, you know, and I kind of had to really think about like okay what am I without basketball that's why I'm saying I'm happy that happened to me when I was what 21 maybe 22 I was about 22 22 or 23 something like that I'm happy that happened to me then you know I'm really really happy it happened to me then because I know guys that are now you know 30 and they're just now asking themselves what am I without this sport and I was forced to grow up and kind of shift my focus a lot earlier. Um, And that part, that part for me was super exciting. I'm so thankful I did that because it opened my world up. You know, I realized that I could do so much more outside of basketball. And I think that's part of growing up. You know, I grew up in Watson, Compton and, and Long Beach, Carson, you know, I was in the hood and 
there's nobody coming to you and telling you, hey, you can do more than just play a sport. And if they are, they aren't showing you, you know, what else you could do. So I had to figure that out on my own while I was in school. And, and it worked. Um, and that helped me evolve as a person. So I, I could have taken that time to kind of dig deeper and go back and try to play and all that stuff. But I realized I could just do more of my life. And I eventually did, you know. And I'm happy I went through that at an early age. So for me, I think pain is uh, it's, it's a teacher. Um, sometimes it's avoidable, avoidable, yes. But I don't think all pain is avoidable. I do think some pain you're going to experience. Some of the bad stuff is going to happen no matter what you do because it's out of your control. But in those situations where something happens and it's out of your control, your best response is to learn from it, gather the information, and then improve your life. That's it. That's all you can really do because, again, this painful experience, this trauma is not your fault. You know, it's not your fault. If your parents you know, were abusive and they didn't take care of you and they didn't treat you right. You got to accept that they did that. It's not your fault. And you still got to heal yourself though. You can't be, you know, a 40 year old man talking about my dad wasn't there for me. He didn't teach me how to do this thing. And that that's really not an excuse, you know? So the pain we go through isn't necessarily always our fault, but it's our responsibility to heal from it, you know? And the pain really is there to help you grow. Cause if you don't grow through life, you never evolve. And yes, I meant to say grow. You have to grow through life, not just go through it. Um, I think the people that are going through life are the ones who hate their job. They hate the school they go to. They hate everything they do. They still wake up every day and they're aimless. They make jokes about it online. Like it's funny, but truthfully deep down, they actually hate their life. They want to change it, but you know, that takes focus and consistency. And a lot of people don't have that. So I, I would say what helped me is always having a North star knowing what I wanted. You know, that's something I'm super thankful for is my clarity, um, the reason why I was able to make it out of Compton and Watts and all of that, and I never got in trouble like that. You know, I never got in trouble with gangs, with, with the police, like, unless they were trying to hassle me for whatever reason. Um, and yeah, I made bad decisions. I'm not saying like I'm perfect, but I never got caught up into the lifestyles because I always knew I had a bigger purpose in my life. Always from day one, from when I was very young and I kid you not, when I'm like nine, 10 years old, I've always known. Um, it's funny. I talk to my stepdad every now and then and I get this kind of confirmation from him. You know, just he, he explains to me he was so hard on me and he between my brother and sister and I, I was always always the one in trouble i was always the one that you know took the responsibility for anything that went wrong and i used to think they was picking on me but around like 12 i remember just saying to myself well this is just what it is you know i have this responsibility because i can do better things than other people um if you listen to my show before you know i believe that some people are just better than other people and i also believe that with that responsibility of being better you have to actually be better every day so I understood, you know, growing up in the hood, I can't go to every party. I can't go to every function. I can't put myself in certain situations. I have a bigger responsibility to the world overall. And I know this sounds like fake deep or some shit like that, but it's just truly what I believe. I believe some people are kind of like the breadwinners. I'm not just their family within, you know, wife, husband, kids, things like that. I think you're responsible in terms of contributing something to society overall. And if you as a person don't contribute that to society, then the world is not going to you know, have that benefit. The world will suffer. You know what I mean? Um, and, and 
I know it seems so crazy and it seems so fake deep, but just give an example. Everybody claims they hate Jeff Bezos or whatever, but let's think about if Bezos didn't exist. If Bezos was just a mediocre guy, he didn't really try Amazon. Everybody uses Amazon. There are some people that use Amazon because, you know, they're handicapped and they can't go to the store and just pick up stuff. But it's a luxury that they can order it and have it at their house in the next day, you know, and it's delivered right to the doorstep. That's a luxury for some people. And and, that, and that's a necessity for them because they don't have that ability. And, and I know you're thinking it's only a small pe- group of people. It's a lot of people that use delivery services, for example. Um, even in food delivery services, I've delivered when I was a delivery driver, um, when I stayed in Costa Mesa, I delivered a lot of food to people that were like handicapped. You know, like I didn't know their handicap, obviously, but I would get to the door and they're like in a wheelchair or they're like on crutches or whatever. That happened a lot. And I mean, ha- pretty much half of the customers I delivered to were living that life. So if we didn't have these kind of companies serving those people and impacting the world in this positive way. Then we as the world suffer. Some people in the world suffer and their life is harder because of that. So to tie that to my original point, I believe some people have a bigger responsibility to contribute something to the world. You know, and I, I believe my responsibility is through communication and specifically through podcasting, helping companies that are building these amazing businesses get their story out there and in the forefront. You know, obviously making money from it and all that is cool, but I think knowing your purpose is so important. I've known since I was young, I have a bigger purpose in this world on earth. Like just overall, I know I have something bigger to do than just play basketball or just, you know, be just mediocre. I always knew I was not meant to be mediocre. And I think a lot of people know this, you know, a lot of people know what their passion is, what their focus is, where they should be. And the problem that comes in is when you ignore it. That's when your life is, is hard. Because I can tell you this. I've known since maybe 2015 that I was supposed to be podcasting around that time. I knew that I, I, this is supposed to be my entire life. You know, I just was so afraid to commit to it because I didn't want to be known as the podcast guy and be broke because all I did was, you know, sit behind a microphone and talk. I didn't see at the beginning. I didn't see the real benefits of podcasting. But once I learned the benefits and the value of it, I have dedicated my entire life to it. Literally every single day I'm doing something in the world of podcasting. I now have four different companies that serve businesses in podcasting in some kind of way. I have my own software, all of that, you know, and Again, this ties back into what I'm thankful for of, you know, I know what my focus is when I wake up every day. I know what I'm focused on. And, and I, I think that's something that can change your life and the life of those people around you. You know, when you understand your bigger overall purpose, I, I know I sound crazy right now. Like I'm comparing myself to Jeff Bezos. That's I'm not doing that. I'm just saying that he understood what his purpose was. He got it, you know, and I think you have to understand what your purpose is and what you desire and what you want because then your life is going to get astronomically easier. Now you know what kind of content you should be consuming. You know who you should be watching on YouTube. You know what books you should be reading. You know who you should be around. You know who you should model your life after. All of that stuff comes after you know your purpose. Now for me personally, I think if you want to find your purpose, you have to try different things. You got to know what you like, what you don't like, why you like it, all of those different reasons. 
I think it's important to go back to that childlike state and kind of live in that space. And then you can kind of get back to the core of who you really are as a person, because it's hard to be passionate and all that after you have a ton of responsibilities, you know, and I'm, I'm putting out an episode about how to follow your passion properly. Um, I think that's important. I don't agree when people say don't follow your passion. And I also don't agree when people say only follow your passion. I think there's a sweet spot that everybody can find, especially today. So I'm going to put that in another episode that'll be out tomorrow. And I just I want people to understand having your purpose and knowing what you want out of life is what makes everything else click. It helps you with relationships romantically. It helps you with your family. It's going to help you literally every day with where you live, the kind of bills you pay, all of that. So um, I, I just think we have to find our focus. And the sooner you can do that, the easier your life will be. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Personal Branding Playbook. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at the Coach Chris underscore and send me your questions. And make sure you check out the Personal Branding Playbook in the description box down below. Go and get your copy now. I'll see you next time. All right, man. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Personal Branding Playbook. Now, if you got something you're thankful for, I definitely want to hear it. Hit me up on Twitter at the Coach Chris underscore. Just shoot me a tweet. Let me know what you're thankful for. You know, I'm, I'm dead serious. I want to know what it is and why. Um, I think it's important to have these conversations and be open and honest about it. And I don't care what it is. I don't think it's anything that could be weird or crazy or anything. I'm not judging you or anything like that. And I think when you say it out loud, um, it has a different impact than you just thinking about it. You know, when you say it out loud verbally, when you write it or whatever, it just has a, it just hits different, you know, than you just writing it down. That's not really enough. Um, and, or you just thinking about it, I should say. So, um, tweet it at me, you know, thank y'all for being here. Thank you for subscribing to the show, supporting the network. I appreciate that. Um, and I'm giving away the personal branding playbook now, you know, it's down in the description below. Go ahead and sign up, copy your, copy your copy completely free. It's on me. Just go ahead and grab that. I'll probably do this for the rest of the year. Um, but I just, I want feedback. You know, I want feedback. If you like the book, what you don't like about it, you know, tweet that to me too. The coach Chris underscore, man. Thank y'all for being here. Really appreciate it. I'll see you next time. This podcast is heard along the marketing podcast network for more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.